0: But I think it was about three to four years ago where I was like, you know what? This could actually be something. And I'm going to put it in a format that I think people will really enjoy because stuff can feel so heavy, especially dating. So I'm going to put it in a picture book format so it feels really approachable, fun, and light. You are such a...
1: Welcome to your Such a Catch. I'm Erin. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm here every Tuesday chatting about dating, relationships. Sometimes I add a little dash of inspiration or maybe a little pinch of education. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, I'm making it sound like I'm domestic, that I know my way around the kitchen, and we all know that is definitely not true. <laughs> But here is what you need to know about me if you're tuning in for the first time. So I'm 39. I'm single. Very, very single. I was once married. It feels like decades ago. (laughs) And just like it'll be fun one day to introduce myself as a fiance again. Yes, fiance. See how it rolls off the tongue? Now I can introduce myself as a divorcee. (laughs) So they both have the A in them. Oh my God, you guys, I cracked myself up. This is probably why I'm single. I am obsessed with football. Mm. Yes, and thank God my boys, they won this week. We played the 0-9 Jets who are now 0-10. If you are a Jets fan, oh my gosh, much respect. I feel your pain, but I was all bolted up. Thank God, go Chargers. I also love some tequila. I don't really discriminate, but you guys, I pledged to do a dry November or at least a dry November up to Thanksgiving. I haven't lost a pound, which kind of makes me a little angry, (laughs) but I'm doing it. I am doing it. I am going to follow through because that's what I do. I follow through and I'm behind this mic because I love connecting with you. I love connecting with people. Does't matter. men, women, young, young at heart, single, married, dating. It's complicated. You're all welcome here. Ah oh, That's me. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> have you heard enough? Just kidding. You have to keep listening because I'm about to introduce my guest. But before I get to it, make sure you like, subscribe, and follow. You're such a catch on all social media platforms and on your favorite podcast player. If you find yourself maybe having devoured in a little too much turkey and stuffing and you've hit your threshold of COVID talk at the dinner table you find yourself retreating to, you know, Aunt Sally's spare room to unbutton that top button, and you just want something to zone out, and you find yourself binge listening to me, (laughs) it would be amazing if you also left a review and maybe rated the podcast on whatever podcast player you're tuning in on. It'd mean the world to me, so remember that, okay? (laughs) And yes, let's get to it. So I owe a big thank you to Brown Bear. If you guys don't remember, I was on Brown Bear's podcast a while back, and if you missed the episode, don't worry. You can check it out. I've got it on my website, www.youresuchacatch.com backslash featured, but Brown Bear reached out to me and he said, in my mind, he was like, oh my gosh, you have to meet Rebecca Manley. You two would just hit it off. And yes, I mean, he didn't sound anything like that, and he had a fabulous accent when he said it, but you guys... He's right. He should be a matchmaker because Rebecca is amazing. I completely dug our conversation. We are now like practically besties. I mean, she is amazing. And it's not just because she loves queso or because she put an application to date her on her website, which (laughs) hello, genius. It's because she's a YSC girl. And she just so happened to compile a bunch of fun dating stories in her debut book, which we're going to talk about. Alexandra and the Awful, Awkward, No Fun, Truly Bad Dates, a picture book parody for adults. You guys are going to love it. So I have zero training. You know that, right? Like I had no idea what I'm doing. Like I still don't know what I'm doing. I just got into this kind of on a whim and and here I am like season two and it's, it's all great. And this is why I love it because I get to meet people like you and have like these conversations that I wouldn't necessarily get to have, and they're so raw and honest. And that's what I love. Like, I don't like to prep anybody. I just want to like hear your truth and your story. And and I find other people's stories so fascinating, but I also find a lot of things that I do really annoy. <laughs> so when I would do an intro with somebody with them, I would just, I would like get too much in my head and I would. Say things that I was like, "Oh, where did that come from? Like, you've never used that word in your life. Like, it it just (laughs) for some reason it made me like so nervous or something." And then like pronouncing people's names, I would always like butcher it, and so Mm -hmm. I was like, "Okay, you need to change your approach." And so that's what I've done, and I've kind of revamped it or whatever. But yeah, but that's so sweet. Thank you for saying my Instagram is nice. It's hard, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but sometimes it's hard when. You're your brand, like you're an author, like and you are promoting yourself in your book to always be like me, hi, and I don't know. I don't know if that's just something you get past or at some point we get big enough where we can go, okay, somebody else (laughs) right on my behalf.
0: Yeah. You said two things that I think are so rich that I would like to like circle back on. Number one, I love how you have given yourself grace to decide that you're going to record the intros at another time. And I think as an author, I always think about like metaphors and connections. And I love this concept of, you know what? There's so much pressure on so many things right now. I'm going to give myself the space to start how I need to and take my time with that. And we don't really have any other situation. We don't really have the time for that. It's like you start when you start, but I like how you're like, you know what? I found a way to take some pressure off my life. It's small, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. And I think, oh gosh, I would like to just kind of sit with that for a second and think about, okay, what's happening in my life that I think, oh, you have to do A, B, and C where I can see mm-hmm. how I do A, B, or C to just kind of give myself mm-hmm. a little bit of lightness.
1: Yeah. It is funny too, like me complimenting your bangs and you being like, oh really? And then, you know, you you paying back that compliment. It's funny sometimes how we look at ourselves and our perception of who we are and how other people view us. Sometimes it can be vastly different, but it's like a pleasant surprise
0: when you get that feedback
1: because you're like, oh, maybe I'm being too self-critical.
0: Yeah. I feel like, sadly, always we're being too self-critical. Yeah, with your with your Instagram and your presence, it's so organic, and you do shine. There's just a beauty too that comes out. And to loop that back to what you were asking before, I do struggle with self-promotion. And what I've tried to do is just see it as I have this book that I love, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it. But I'm not really promoting. I am promoting it and I am promoting what I'm about, but what I'm really trying to promote is like, look, guys, you're not alone. We're mm-hmm. in the world together. I see you. I know the struggle. And so, like, what I'm hoping to shine most of all through my writing is to help people feel heard and seen. And that that goes for dating because my book's about dating. But then whatever I write about, I just hope people can read it and feel like, oh. I did. I read your
1: book and that's how I felt. And then I read another piece of your writing that you shared with me, and I think like we are so aligned in so many ways because I felt the same way. I mean, the reason for starting the podcast was me realizing that I was surrounded by all these empowered women who are great catches, but they're just missing this one component in their life. And that doesn't mean they're any less of a person because they don't have the mrs, you know, title yet. But <laughs> but like we are a community of women who are are driven and motivated and we have a unique skill set and we can support each other because all of us will get our moment eventually like i do believe that i do believe it's coming and the cool thing about that is when we do get our moment like we're women, we are going to be so happy for each other. And we are going to celebrate our sister for whatever that monument might be, whether it's getting a boyfriend, getting engaged, getting married, having a child, like whatever that is writing a freaking book, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, amazing, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're yeah. proud of yourself. You wrote a freaking book and it's phenomenal. So I want to know, is that your story? Is Alexandra You.
0: That's a great question. I have it. I have it right here. I also like to point out that I'm wearing her sweater because I can't. Oh, you
1: are. Oh, (laughs) you're going to have to send me a photo of you in your sweater with your book because that's fantastic. Oh,
0: my God. I love it. I love it. Is she me? I will say the character of her is very close to me in a lot of ways. I talk about this every time I talk about the book that in writing they talk about the advice is write what you know. And I know a lot of wonderful people that I've met on dates, people that I'm friends with. But I also know comically, and I think it's really hilarious, that I've been on just a lot of bad dates. And <laughs> right. I thought, you know what, I'm gonna share that. And another piece is with writing is they talk about how you need to kind of thread the needle of yourself and whatever you're writing, even if your character is completely different, there needs to be this thread of authenticity. So like somehow readers will, will read it and it will, it'll, it'll resonate with them. It'll feel true. If there's like true, if there's truth threaded in. And so I think with her, because I have been on so many bad dates and because it is a story of friendship and empowerment, two things that I found, essential and a part of my life that, yeah, to be honest, like there's just so much of me in her in this book.
1: I love that. And I know for me, like I identified with Alexandra and I was like, oh, I've been here, like some of the different stories or whatnot, like the one where she was on the date and the guy was kept talking about his mom. I was like, Oh yeah. Huh? Yeah. I've been there. Like there's so many <laughs> things that I just was like, okay, like was, was Alexandra me? Like, <laughs> like I can just really relate with her. So walk me through the process at what point in time? I don't know anything about your relationship history. So you're single, you're out there, you're dating, you're going on these, whether we want to call them bad dates or just learning dates. (laughs) learning. (laughs) Yeah. Figuring out what you don't want essentially. Like at what point did you decide like, Oh, I want to document this and I want to share this with others.
0: Yes. Great question. I thought it was more recent, but I realized I lived in Roanoke, Virginia for a little while. I went to grad school there, which I probably should share that I studied children's literature there with the hopes that I'd be able to write for all ages because I, I like, I honestly have stories for all ages, but I studied the picture book format with the MFA program there. So I love the picture. I love picture books. I love how they're deceptively simple. Like if if you read something and it feels like it took five minutes to write, then the author did it right. There's a lot of complexities there. And so I think it's really fun that my first book is uh, in the picture book format, but for adults, it's like this wonderful hybrid. But the Holland's university where I went to school, there's, it's a home of Margaret Wise Brown who wrote Good Night Moon. And ah. like a famous children's book. And we did this parody. I did a parody called Good Night Swoon. And it was like all about bad dates. And that was years ago. And I, so I think that the wheels have been turning for a long time. Uh huh. But, but I really started like writing them out, like really writing them out. I think it was like three to four years ago. I think I journaled a lot. So it's like I had a lot of stuff in the back of my mind and in my arsenal. But I think it was about three to four years ago where I was like, you know what? This could actually this could actually be something. And I'm going to put it in a format that I think people will really enjoy because stuff can feel so heavy, especially dating. So I'm going to put it in a picture book format. So it feels really approachable, fun and like light.
1: Yeah. So after you would go on these dates, you would like, were you pretty consistent about journaling about each one. And were you kind of like looking like in doing that, was it more just to kind of like recollect what happened or were you maybe trying to expose some patterns in either men or your choices? I'm just curious because I was talking to a girlfriend about this the other day and she's like, I really need to start writing this down because I'm noticing that I'm picking the same guy over and over. So she's like, it's kind of my fault that I am in this situation. She's like, because I'm agreeing to go, but I'm not connecting the dots that, oh, there, you know, are all these similarities.
0: Yes. I love how you said that. It's what you're, what you're talking about seems like way more scientific and would make more sense than me. Like if <laughs> I could look a sheet. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, can you imagine if we did that?
0: Brian, <laughs> <Yes>. six foot, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like one bachelor's <laughs> degree. Yeah. And then, like, complate, somehow make a compilation that I don't know how to do, but so it like creates a, a, a pivot, table. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. I always journal. So I, I think that's something that I've just done for years. So I don't exactly know if I was just trying to document, more trying to process. But one thing that I think is fun, and I'm glad you asked about that, is in the book, there are a lot of hashtags, mm-hmm. and that was the character's way of, and it's not obvious in the illustrations, but it was the character's way of debriefing with friends. So oh. all that I originally wrote it for them to look like texts, but the illustrations didn't lend themselves to that. The illustrations are incredible, by the way. I mean, I'm so right. impressed. Cotterina Oliveira, but we did the, they didn't go in the direction where all the hashtags were texts, but in my mind, that's what they were. And so one day, if it's a movie, it'll be those little text bubbles of Alex being like, this Uh, this hashtag Steve never or whatever. Um, So I think the way I documented and the way that I think I kind of got ready to write this book is I just have endless texts to friends about how things went but I don't Mm -hmm. know that I like referred to them. I just think that's how I solidified the memories. Right, yeah. How long have you been writing your book? It feels like I've been writing it for years because I've been living it for years. But I think if I look back, I think I probably started drafting it about four to five years ago.
1: Wow, do you mind going into the process of what it's like to write a book? Because I, I find that interesting as well. Like from the moment you get the concept and like, what are the next steps and how do you get it to perfection before it goes to print? And how did you also decide like who you were going to align
0: with for the illustrations? Those are such good questions. And I I... I would imagine many people would have those questions because I certainly did too. I, from my journey is I decided if I wanted to write a professional level, I decided to go get my master's of fine arts. And that was years ago. But then I also decided that I, so I was working on it that way and I graduated, but that's not the silver bullet to be like, okay, you get a publishing contract as I thought and hoped it would. And so I have lots of other books that I've written. I probably, I've probably written like over 20 different books. Like some of them, yeah, some of them are, a lot of them are picture book manuscripts. So that doesn't take as long as a novel necessarily in any way. I've just been working on different books, different ideas, different concepts for years. And when I moved to Austin, I moved back to Austin to be a part of the writing community because I think a big part of the process is being connected to other authors and being encouraged and being in that. And actually, my dedication talks about how writing and dating are not solitary sports, and they really are not. I think a community of writers is essential. And I got plugged into the writing barn in Austin, Texas, which anyone can get plugged into from any of the world, any, anywhere in the world because it's to help writers a lot of online classes. So I got mm-hmm. a little bit more disciplined in a class called the Write, Submit, Support class where we supported each other in fresh work creation but also held each other accountable to be submitting the work. And Ooh. so um, a big piece that I think is helpful to understand is you don't have to have an agent to be published mm-hmm there's an agent who can represent authors and then there's editor at the publishing house that can accept the manuscript and decide to publish it. So you don't have to have the agent, but it's a lot easier in the process to have an agent representing you to the publishing houses. Mm -hmm. So I was simultaneously submitting manuscripts to directly to publishing houses, but also trying to find that agent that will represent me and that was a huge part of it. So I'd started the manuscripts and different manuscripts, but I used this manuscript as part of my package that ultimately I was, I had two agent offers and I ended up going with one agent and they both liked this manuscript a lot. And so I think this book was one of the reasons that I got signed with an agent. And then my agent helped submit to publishing houses. And then I got the offer. So it's a long road Wow. Yeah, I mean, and if you've
1: also been like working on the book over the course of 4 to 5 years, I mean, at any point in time did you have like this moment where you felt like oh, it's never going to come to fruition or was it always like fueling a fire underneath you like I'm
0: almost there, I'm almost there? Yes. I think both of those things coexisted and mm-hmm. with my writing and other manuscripts that we've tried to sell and I think this is a really good way to translate it and to tie it into the dating conversation because writing, the writing path is filled with heartbreak. And it's mm-hmm. and rejection, I'm sure. Yes, that's exactly right. Filled with these things where you're like, This is it. Like this person is gonna sign me or this guy is the one. And then mm-hmm. stuff that's totally out of control, our control. Can shift Mm -hmm. that whole thing. Like editors falling in love with a manuscript, but then realizing their house is their house, but their publishing house has already just picked up a similar theme and they can't sign you or agents just, just loving your work, but they have another author that has a really similar voice and they have already signed that author. So they can't risk the competition in their own, with their own, with their Mm -hmm. own author base. And so, the rise and fall of hopes being elevated and mm-hmm. and being encouraged and feeling on top of the world sometimes i would get decide in one in one day one day i remember this is, this has happened where i'd be very excited about dating someone and for some reason or another it, it didn't work out and it was like a tearful experience and then mm-hmm. in my inbox there'd be a pass Or you know rejection from an agent or editor, and it'd be like, wham, wham, like two things that I couldn't, I couldn't control, and Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people joked about it, like. <laughs> it's like putting yourself out there over and over again in all right. your life.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 And also, like having a pep talk with yourself, trying to look at the glass half full, going, okay, that wasn't the right book deal. And he wasn't the right guy for me. But it's hard to, like, there's somebody better out there or there's the right opportunity out there for me. And that can get hard, especially if it's like a repetitive motion, like you having to do it over and over. It's like, how many times can I tell myself that? But Like, I think just as this book made it to the shelves and made it to being published just as your love story, however that may look or come about, will as well, which is a beautiful thing. I mean, and how cool is it to tangibly hold your book? I don't know if you can see it at a bookstore since COVID, but (laughs) is it out? Have you gone in masks and all to see it and its glory on the
0: shelves? That's such a fun question because I've had pictures from people that have seen it. And then book people in Austin, they're one of the best independent bookstores in the nation. They've been voted this. I've gone twice to sign. So people request signed copies. And so they have a picnic table outside and I've gotten to sign lots of books. But because of that, all the books are out and I get to sign it. So I have not physically seen my book on shelves, except for I got to see one copy at another bookstore in Austin called Bookwoman, and that was great. That was wonderful. Oh my God. I haven't really seen, I haven't really been in bookstores. I've just seen pe- people send me pictures, so that's cool. So that's a fun yeah. thing to look forward to.
1: You absolutely should. So, I actually have a picture on my my vision board, my future board, of a book on display for for a future dream of mine. So that's why I ask because <laughs> I'm like I just think that moment of seeing like your name on the book and it out there and like your hard work, your blood, your sweat, your tears, like your words, your personal words and story. Like how cool is that? It's just amazing. So, so tell me like, obviously the journey doesn't end here. What is your ultimate goal? Are you going to make this into a series? Like where do you kind of go from
0: this? I've kind of thought that it could be fun to do a follow-up. I don't know for sure that that will happen, but especially with COVID dating. I think that could be a fascinating subject to explore. And so I'm not Mm -hmm. opposed to it. I will say right now I'm focusing on a project which is actually for teens. So, but it does have a dating element and that's all I can say right now. And I do have other books that are picture books that are for adults that have the empowerment theme, but it's just in a different vehicle other than dating. So the answer is yes. We don't know. I am always working on writing. I'm always writing new things. And I'm always we're always collaborating. My agent and I. So I can say that this is not the last book in me. This is not the last book I have to sell. We'll just see how the market goes and what people are interested in. And then, but not just the market. The market has to say yes. But I have to focus on what I want to write first, and then say, Hey, market, do you want this? I don't really like let the market dictate what I write.
1: Right. Yeah which I appreciate yeah. and respect because then you're saying true to yourself mm-hmm. and to your own creativity. And, and I mean, I, but I think like where you were at with, with this book was spot on, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, you wanted something that resonated and it resonated real hard. Like <laughs> I read it and I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> I did. I was like, oh my gosh. Two, I think like seeing the illustrations and like the play on looking at what an app looks like. I mean, it's, it's, I don't want to use the word trigger because that's not what it is, but it's like, oh my gosh, like, it just kind of makes you go to a place in your head, like, man, like, I can't wait for the day in which I delete that folder that on my phone that has all those little apps in it. And I do have it labeled Time Vampires. Maybe I should have it labeled something in a more positive term. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. and every day there's a new app that's out there, which is wild also. And then you just find the same people on all of them, which I guess is me too. I'm, I'm on all of them as well. So the pot calling the kettle black over here. Can we dive into a little bit of your dating relationship and how you're getting through COVID and how you're managing writing and working and promoting your book and also like taking time
0: for your personal life? Yeah. I'd love to talk about that before I forget though. There is, we could do a whole other podcast on which ones were true in the book, but there is that one scene where the guys like, I don't know why you're writing books. You could fit all the library of Congress on my phone. And that was an absolute true story. And I just, I don't have any contact with them right now when he's like, books are dead, no one's reading. I just wish that I could show him my book. Like, hey, oh. buddy,
1: it's up. It's it's real. <laughs> oh, he's going to find it because you just put it out into the universe and he is going to get that one yes. way or another. I believe that. And then he's going to have a, mm. yes. Yeah. He's going to have a moment and he's going to be like, mm, okay, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was also the date, which it didn't make the book, where he actually physically ran out of the restaurant. Because I it was just a crazy date really fun. Physically ran. Yeah. He saw my face after he said that. And my face doesn't hide any expression. I didn't even know what to say. Cause I just spent like a good 10 minutes talking about my dreams to be an author. And he's like, people don't read. And I'm like, okay. But then when he said I could put all the library of Congress on my phone, I just, I kind of, he'd actually said on this, he held up his phone. He didn't say on my phone. And I remember thinking, I don't even know what to respond. So my, my mouth may have been open and, Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, I can tell I offended you. And I'm like, no, let's just talk about it. And yes, you did offend me. I don't even know what I said, but he, he scooted out of his chair. His chair almost hit the dramatically, (laughs) almost almost hit the floor. He caught it. And then he like, just jetted out of the restaurant.
1: Oh my God. Why? Did he pay the tab first? Yes. I hope. Okay. Thank God. Because if not, I was going to like say we need to create an invoice ASAP and we <laughs> send his email address and send it to him and be like, please venmo Rebecca immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. It is wild. Like when you meet somebody for the first time and already you're like, okay, I need to like, let my guard down just a little bit. And until you kind of establish that trust, but here you're like giving him this insight into who you are and like what you want to do with your life and, and all these steps that have been bringing you to this moment. And he's like, nobody reads a book anymore. And you're like, I am <laughs> like, are you listening? I'm like,
0: this is my first date. Maybe, maybe if he came at me, like, Da- Rebecca, we've been dating for a really long time. And I just feel like I need to tell you I'm concerned because there's trouble in the market of books. I've done all this research and I'm just worried for you and your dreams. No, it wasn't that. It was like, oh, no one reads. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, maybe, maybe you
1: need to start dude, because um, yeah, <laughs> we, we should send him a copy. It's funny because one of my brother's friends had posted on Instagram once like, CEOs and people who are super successful in their businesses or, or in their personal lives, how many books they read a year. And it was like in the hundreds or something. And that kind of inspired me to get back into reading because I think what happens is we are such a society where it's like, go, 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 go. I mean, pre-pandemic, right? Go, 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 go. And we never... Took a moment to sit down with a book, but I love that. Like one of my favorite vacations, my mom and I went to Jamaica and our entire itinerary for the trip was to put on our bathing suits every day, go down to the pool deck, sit on the pool, look out to the ocean. And we just had a stack of books with us and we just read the entire time. And it was magical. You know what I mean? And so we read and then we shared about whatever story we were reading. And I just love that because you can get lost in a book and it's such an adventure. And it's, and it's this experience that is unlike watching something on Netflix or watching a movie or anything like that. So I still think the magic is there.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why books are on the rise right now. As people need that more than ever. We need to be able to escape and feel cozy and sit and be a part of a world when we can't travel to sit and be like, "Oh my gosh, I I I don't know where I went for that hour, but I was somewhere else and I feel almost like a piece about me because I was transported somewhere." And I think with the CEO comment, yeah, we have to we have to feed our brains. We have to feed mm. our, that's why I'm always trying to read one fiction, one nonfiction, and then right now also one social justice book. Like I just want to, I want to oh. like. So I want to. I'm not always doing it every single day, but I'm always trying to like kind of balance what I'm bringing in because there's a lot we can take in with the news and all that. But books are this these crafted pieces of art, and there's they have a lot to say. Yeah.
1: And- so can I ask what you're reading right now?
0: I just started. I actually just started *The Dutch House* by Ann Patchett, and it's fun because it's narrated by Tom Hanks. I was listening to the audiobook like at the very beginning. I was like, "You know what? I'm going to love this book because this guy sounds exactly like Tom Hanks." And then, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you awesome? Yeah, yeah. And then my friend Natalia Sylvester just wrote this book called *Running*, and it's a middle grade novel about a girl who's father is running. I think it's for governor or mayor. I'm, I'm not really sure. So I'm, I'm reading that. And then I am also reading a book that is called, what's it called? I can't remember. I think it's bound, maybe boundaries and then buy And then another book about bias. Wow. Yeah. I'm just curious. What is your like daily routine?
1: I'm thinking Some people who are the creative mind and the creative brain, like they work better in the wee hours of the night. So I'm trying to envision like you making time to read because your mind also, like if you're not in the right mindset to read and you're not kind of like, calming down in that moment, like your, your brain could be going a hundred miles a minute. And then you're thinking about like, Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. And then you're like, Oh shoot. I just read four pages. What did I read or whatnot? So, so walk me through like your schedule because I love this. I also love that you can read multiple books at at a time and keep the storyline separate, but it sounds like they're vastly different. So they
0: are vastly different. Some people will debate me on this, but I will say my trick is most of my books that I'm quote unquote reading are audiobooks because mm-hmm. I find that I'm sitting at my desk almost all day for work or for writing. And so my reading time is when I'm outside taking walks and I'm exploring nature and ah. I, I'm absorbing these stories in a way that I feel super relaxed. so I feel super like receptive to what authors are are saying. And so that's really how I'm getting my reading time is is by walking and listening. Oh, I love that. So, I also am a fan of
1: Audible and I have been listening to lots of Audible books very similar fashion like as I walk the strand by the beach and I'm taking it in and then I'm listening to these books. So, I just started I'm a Rachel Hollis fan as an author and and I read both of her first two books, so I am listening to her third book that she just came out with right now. And then before that, I listened to this book. It was a homework assignment given to me. And this book was, I I mean, I can't even get into it right now because I'm sure I'm going to get into it with the person who gave me the homework assignment. But I don't know if you've heard of it. It is called The Game by Neil Strauss.
0: I have heard of that. Yes. I have. You? Okay. Yes.
1: This book is wild. And it, I mean... Mm, we could do a, we could have a whole sidebar conversation on it. But the funny thing about that is how you said you recognized Tom Hanks voice. And you were like, Oh, that sounds like Tom Hanks. When I started to listen to that book, there was this podcast that I was like in love with. And I binge listened to it in like two days or something. And I was like, Oh, that guy's voice sounds very similar. And then I went and Googled and it was the same guy. I was like, Oh yeah. But it is funny how a voice can also dictate whether or not you like, the book or not, or if you want to keep going. So, oh, you're making me just like reminisce of good times in reading and, and making that a priority, which, which I do love. Okay. So back to your personal life. Cause I'm taking right. this on all different squirrely tangents, which I'm very good at. I but, love. But <laughs> I'm like all over. This is my mind, like in its natural habitat. So like, what, what is your dream? You said having a husband or a partner has always been part of your your dream, like how you see yourself down the road. So so what does that look like for you?
0: I think it finds meeting someone that has their own other dreams mm-hmm. and that they embrace my writing dreams. Like we were talking about before, like I, and it's almost cliche to say now, no one completes me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm looking for someone to really compliment and I would like to compliment them too. And the wild card and this answer for this question that I think people find really amusing and I find amusing too, is I actually put, I don't know if you saw on my website, but I have an application to date me. Uh, no,
1: I didn't see that on there. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. I'm going to have to go check this out. So
0: tell me, like, what does it say on there? So the book really helped me kind of have the courage to do that and i and i think i write like i literally took a page from my own book and to have be brave brave and to put this out there but what it is aaron is it's this really brief try to be like super lighthearted about it i fully own that it's supposed to be funny uh-huh. and i talk about how i don't like the game so i made up my own and there are some qualifications on there i think there are 10 and okay. the mo- important part of the whole thing is there's an asterisk that says, I'm not looking for any qualifications and I'm not willing to supply on my, on my side too. And so the qualifications are also things I believe I bring to the table, things I'm looking for that I want as well. And I've put this out there. People have been sharing it. I wrote a blog post about it. And so I'm getting not a ton, but I'm getting applications and it's been so nice because it cuts oh. through the noise. And so I get like, a, have gotten some direct messages and I'm like, so good to hear from you. I have a lot going on right now. I'm very interested in getting to know you. I feel like maybe you, it would help you to know a little bit about me. So please fill this out if you're still interested. And it just kind of, I don't know, kind of cuts through it. That is. So cool. I
1: love this concept. I love this idea. I love that you put it out there. I will share it as well. Yeah. And I mean, I would love to hear what some of the men are saying because I think that's fantastic. Anybody who is going to take the time to put forth that effort and reach out to you in this unconventional way, like I love it. I love it. So I just recently did an episode. So I... I was doing like a solo episode and I was trying to come up with a topic or whatnot. And it was late at night talking about creative minds or whatnot. (laughs) And I was like, oh, because I'm in this process of trying to find what I'm going to do next in my career, right? And so you need to have a resume. And I was like, oh, what if you had a dating resume? Like, Would I be proud of my resume? Like, What skills would I put on there? And then like, ooh, as I list my work history or my dating history... Like, what would I call out in those bullet points of either what I accomplished, what I learned, or whatnot? So, I, in a spoofy way as well, yes, made my own dating resume. Now, little did I know that in 2017 there was a guy named Joey who a girl asked him. Hey, do you have a dating resume? And he was like, no. And he had never heard of it. And then he went and created a dating resume and it went like viral. So he was on like Good Morning America. I I couldn't find a clip, but it there was like a lot of talks because again, it was from 2017. There was a lot of talks about Ellen wanting him on and stuff. But it's like this cute like resume. And so I made a spoofy version, but I mean, I love this because it's like. Down a similar concept or whatnot, but oh, this is great! You have got to keep us updated on who is applying and and the feedback you're getting because all of us girls may need to, and guys too may need to create an application process.
0: (laughs) I just think about it, and I I I want this for everyone, and I don't know that it's the perfect way or anything like that, but I think what's nice about it is friends can organically share it and be like, hey if this clicks with you fill one out like it's it's mm-hmm. no it's no big deal it should take like 10 minutes but i think also what you said was really important is i i do consider myself to be very creative and kind of lighthearted and i like to have a good time and what i really hope i think that that also shows that in this uh-huh. If, in a way, so I think anyone that is willing to kind of see that in the application will hopefully kind of understand me a little bit more before we even meet. But also, I like—I don't—I'm not a big fan. I don't want to like make people jump through hoops. Like, I'm not some right. great like contact me 20 times and maybe I'll say yes the 20th time. That that's not it. But I did have a conversation with a good friend last night. He's about my mom's age, and I was uh, really good friends with his wife who did pass away and we talked about their love story and he, they met when they were 14 Wow. And he courted her for like years before she agreed. And she wasn't being like a diva either. She just was uh-huh. going to college and she was living her life, but he never kind of gave up on it. And he put in a lot of effort. Like he drove to see her. And I just think that's, what's, Really hard right now with the swiping right or left. Like, you literally yeah. had, you used your finger to make one motion on a screen. And I'm willing to put in a lot of effort mm-hmm. to find the person I'm supposed to be with. And I want to show that person that. And I also want them to put an effort for me, not in like a job kind of way, not in yeah. like an arduous thing. But I think I just hope that if someone's like, oh, okay, I'll take 10 minutes to fill out this application, it's like, okay, I'm going to put some, a little more effort than swiping on a screen.
1: Right, right. I would agree with you that that's a component that's missing and like the courtship or whatnot. I mean, similar stories, like when my grandparents met, they exchanged letters because my grandpa was in the service and it's such a sweet story. They met when they were very young too. And my grandpa spent his entire month's earnings, which was like $14 back then and bought my grandma like a compact, which she still has to this day. I mean, they were married 74 years and he he also passed her. They'd still be married. And, but I mean, these beautiful love stories, And then we flash forward to 2020 and we're like, we met on Tinder, you know? like we met from swiping right, it's just kind of wild. So I feel like for you, I I could see this turning into like such a cute Hallmark movie. Like we have this author who's, you know, writing this book and she's so successful and she's doing a book signing or something. And then this local man who obviously has a golden retriever and is just (laughs) stunningly handsome, somehow walks by the bookstore with his coffee and is like, oh, what's this? And then comes inside to get his book signed. And all of a sudden, And it's just like a match. I mean, that's what I see for you. Oh my gosh. Yes. I am just a sucker for a love story. You know what I mean? And I can't wait to hear how yours unfolds. But in the meantime, I mean, I love what you're doing. I love that we are aligned in so many ways because it is hard. So knowing that other women or men are in the same boat as we are. We're not giving up. We still have hope. We're here to support each other. We have a community to do so like and these inventive ideas. Okay, I need an application. Come apply, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. just phenomenal. So, on that line, would you ever consider being on a reality show like to find love? Would you be open to an experience
0: like that? I would be. I would be. That show Love is Blind came out and I was like i would do that i would do uh-huh. that i think what is really hard is you totally have to surrender that they're going to edit it to look however they want and mm-hmm. that's hard but i don't know i just think life is such an adventure and i would like to find more ways and i know it's really hard especially during the pandemic but i just want to find more ways for like love to be an adventure and yeah i'm open to it i want someone a little unconventional so if i do it in an unconventional way i'm i'm fine with that
1: Yeah. Oh, me too. I'm like, mm, I have so many weird, bizarre things in my head of how it could happen. And I'm like the queen of like, right now I just give zero fucks. Okay. So I will do (laughs) anything like I've, and my listeners know this. I slid into the guys, guys DM. I don't know if in Austin, they have the app called next door. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I saw a man who I really liked his writing. So he wrote a very nice piece on like Black Lives Matter on Next Door. So I was like, oh, he's intelligent, like he knows the difference of like your, your, and your. And I was like, okay, this is good. So I went and found him on Instagram, followed him, slid right into those DMs and was like, Oh, I really enjoyed your writing. I thought it was great. I think it would be fun to grab a cup of coffee. So he follows me back, writes me back. Oh, that sounds great. He's like, what were we discussing during coffee? And then I decided to do a little bit more research because I'm like different than a dating app. You don't know age or relationship status or any of that, right? I mean, whether or not the person is representing themselves as true. So I did Google him and then I realized he was much younger than me. And I was like, oh, maybe this is not a great idea because I don't want to go into it. And I'm like, oh, he, again, he's probably not ready for all those things. But then like a week later, he posted back in Nextdoor and he was on Bended Knee in Dubai proposing to oh, a woman <laughs> during the pandemic. And I was like, okay, Erin, maybe don't use Nextdoor as a dating app because this went wildly wrong. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, okay, but good for you for putting it out there. So sure. that could have gone so differently and you would have never known. I know have it have tried. I am all for weird, inventive ways of meeting people. And I mean, that's the beauty of the world we live in, especially right now. I mean, look at us. We met online and now we're talking and like we have so many similarities and, and so many shared like values. And, and it's just funny, like, it, it, but the universe brought us together some way, somehow. And that's, we have to believe that that's out there for us when it comes to love,
0: right? Yes, And we need to give a shout out to our friend Brown Bear too.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. So I was going to tell you too, he and I are going to do a speed dating event and I would love for you to join us. It's virtual. Of course. And we are going to do a speed dating event and then we are going to chat about our experience. So if you want to do that and join us, please.
0: Yes, I would love to. I'm all about it. Oh my gosh. And before I totally forget, I also want to do a shout out because we love chewing shout outs. Like you were talking before, like we're all just for each other. My new friend, Gabby Conti, she's a comedian and I was on a panel with her for the Texas Book Festival and her book is 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s. Oh, I've seen that. Yes. I think she'd be a great person for you to talk to too, because she's she's hilarious. But she wrote this book that is, I think people will feel seen. <laughs>
1: from that. Okay. (laughs) I will check it out. I I will definitely pick up a copy. Okay. So if my listeners want to find you get a copy of your book, all that good stuff, how do they do that?
0: Yeah. So I think really you can just Google my name if you want Rebecca Manley, Rebecca with a K, but I'd love for y'all to visit my website because even though my books are sold anywhere, like Target, Amazon, whatever, I have a lot of those sites, just easy for you to click on my website. Plus you can see fun things like I have cocktail recipes that go with my book and all the stuff on my website. So it's R-E-B-E-K-A-H-M-A-N-L-E-Y.com.
1: And any of my single guy listeners, if you want, you can apply to date Rebecca.
0: I love that. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to pimp you out, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so fun because it's like you just just fill out an application we can have a chat like you're not being committed it's not like you're signing that's like hereby we will be together forever it's like let's just see if we
1: have a connection oh my god i love it ah rebecca you're amazing thank you so much for coming on the show i've loved this conversation i mean and it won't be the last i am (laughs) sure Thank you so much for tuning in to You're Such a Catch. If you want to get your hands on a copy of Rebecca's book, Alexandra and the Awful, Awkward, No Fun, Truly Bad Dates, hop on over to my website, wwwyoursuchacatchcom backslash blog. I have it linked in my weekly blog post. I am going to get my hands on a copy myself and I'm going to make Rebecca write me some sort of inspirational message inside and I will be sharing that on my social media. So stay tuned for that. I wanna wish you and yours a happy Thanksgiving. Be safe out there and remember, calories don't count on Thanksgiving. I also wanna let you know that I am going to participate in a speed dating event with Brown Bear on Black Friday. It's like 3 a.m. his time, so we'll see if he makes it, but I am going to be there and hopefully he and I can chat about it on a future episode. You guys, I'm giving it my all. I am out here trying. I am living my own awful, awkward, no fun, truly bad (laughs) dates. All right, guys. Love you guys. Chat with you next Tuesday. Bye.